Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCS. Taking them all the way. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I tell you, Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my thing. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. This is the Chris Gordy Show. All right, hour number two underway here on the Chris Gordy Show. As I choke on water. Welcome into the show. Well done, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Uh, If you want to get involved, you can always do so. The phone lines 504-260-1280, 504-260-1280. Follow me on Twitter at Chris Gordy, or you can always email me Chris at Sports1280.com. As we mentioned, a lot of stuff to get into this week. The Saints preparing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, looking to win their sixth straight game. We will uh, hear a little bit from Sean Payton here in a second. It is Hate Bama Week, which we love to hate Alabama. As LSU Tigers will be going out to Tuscaloosa to take on the undefeated Crimson Tide, a place the LSU Tigers just aren't able to win, and they're not able to beat this team very often. It's been a while. It's been since the game of the century, and before that it had been a while. So uh, LSU just cannot beat Alabama, and that's the that's where where you are right now. That's why you hired Coach Ogeron. That's why you brought in Matt Canada, and we'll see what they can do this week. I just don't know if they have the horses just yet. And uh, listening to Ogeron's press conference yesterday, it was pretty interesting, some of his word choices. You know, one of the things he said was – pointed out that Alabama's killing it in the recruiting trail, and that's that's why they're so good. They have five-star athletes in almost every position, and then five-star athletes behind them on the depth chart. They've got depth. They've got studs. Uh, they're just absolutely loaded, and so Ogeron pointed out, hey, look, Saban's in his 11th year there at, at Alabama. I'm in my first year at LSU here. It's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take a little bit of time to, to get back uh, you know, he, he even mentioned a couple of names, like Isaiah Bucks, guys that they lost in recruiting battles to Alabama. Go back and look at how many guys on that roster whose final two schools, when they were making a decision, was LSU and Alabama, and ultimately they chose Alabama. It's going to take Coach o, Coach o to get, you know, really get to – and look, LSU's not hurting for recruiting. They've done well, but you got to get over that hump, and you got you got to steal those guys away from, from Alabama and make yourself a deeper football team and you'll be able to play a whole lot better against against them because ultimately that's where you're getting beat every year. I mean, you, you one, you can't run the ball against them because you're getting beat in the trenches. Their, their defensive linemen are not giving you any room and then those linebackers are setting the edge and they're not they are not giving you any running room and that's why you know I think Leonard, For- Leonard Fournette will go on and have a fantastic career as an NFL back and he had an outstanding career as an LSU Tiger, but what we what we will always remember for him, um, Fournette, you know, we'll remember him for not being able to do anything in the Alabama games. He just absolutely would get shut down, and so that's that's something that uh, you know 
Coach O and Matt Cannon will try to try to do this week. They're going to have to run some jet sweeps. They're going to have to get really creative with the play calling to run some different things to be effective against this Alabama team this week. Uh, Coach O talking a little bit yesterday with the media. He's kind of given a general scouting report on Alabama. I'll play a couple minutes of this. Here's Coach O on Alabama. On Alabama, a very important game for the state of Louisiana. A very important game to our fans. A very important game to our alumni. A great tradition. It was a very important game to our football team. Uh, Alabama's a very good team, as we all know. They're undefeated. On offense, I think Brian DeBole has done a tremendous job. Uh, we've been studying him for over a week now. Poses some problems with some great athletes. He's a spread. Offense, they run the ball well. They incorporate the RPOs and play-action shots. They can go deep at any time. And uh, they're very, very powerful. I think the, the difference in their football team is their offensive line. Their offensive line is very well coached. They're big, they're strong, they're physical. Typical Alabama team. They're averaging 500 yards offense, 300 yards rushing, 200 yards passing, averaging 43 points per game. Their top players, obviously, is Jalen Hurts. Uh, he runs the ball very well. It's almost like a wildcat tailback back there that can throw the ball. Uh, he can beat you with his feet. He can beat you with his arm. It seems like he's gotten better. Uh, they're making uh, better decisions with him this year with quarterback runs and uh, can co- cause some problems by formations with the defense. And uh, Davis worked very hard on those plays this week. Calvin Ridley, great wide receiver, big play, 41 catches, over 500 yards. Damon Harris, good all-around back, thick, has a big trunk, can make you miss, is physical. Damon Harris, as I said, both scoreboard. Big physical back. They got about four backs that they can play, and they just keep on rotating. They stay fresh, and you can't tell the difference from one to another. They're very, very well coached. Uh, their offensive line, like I said, is big and physical, led by Jonah Williams, number 73. On defense, great defensive line. They play fundamental football. They fit well. Their linebackers in the right place. We're going to have to protect Danny. That's going to be the key in the, in the game. This is a big man's game. We've got to play great on the defensive line, the front seven, and we've got to protect Danny. We've got to find some spots to throw the football. They're 3-4 base. Their defensive coordinator is Jeremy Pruitt. Five returning starters. They give it up uh, 236 yards per game, only 66 yards rushing, 170 passing. They're allowing only 9.8 points per game. I think their biggest uh, factor, one of their biggest factors, their turnover margin, they're plus 10. We're plus 3 right now. Their defense has forced, forced four fumbles and 11 interceptions. On special teams, their kickoff coverage is one of the best in the country, allowing 18.2-yard average per return. Punt coverage is one of the best in the country, three yards per return. Kickoff returner Henry Ruggs is very good, averaging almost 20 yards per return. Punt is pretty good, and the field goal kicker is 13 out of 16 with a long of 42 yards. Uh, we're looking forward to preparation this week. Today's Tell the Truth Monday. We're going to have a little longer practice than we have been. All our guys went in last night, Sunday at 10. They went home with their families. Everybody's in school, ready to go today. I know they're going to be pumped up for this game. and We'll be ready to play Saturday night, 7 o'clock. There's just a little bit of uh, Coach O talking with the media yesterday at his Monday press conference, kind of giving a scouting report on Alabama. And you heard it right there. I mean, look, we know they're loaded at running back. They're loaded at every position. I mean, even on special teams, they're really good uh, on special teams. And, and 
you know, not, not allowing you to make a big return and things like that. So they're just fundamentally sound, man, at almost every position. And then they're loaded with talent at every spot. Now, the, the one weakness I think you can, you can expose and you can get to him if, if, you, if you play, you know, if Dave Aranda comes up with a good scheme defensively and those guys are going to have to play really out of their minds to do so. But Jalen Hurts, I think Jalen Hurts is, is nothing special at quarterback. You look at what he's done this year. He's a- averaging under two, you know, hasn't had, has had one 200-yard passing game this season. He's had, also had two where he's thrown for under 100 yards. He's only averaging one touchdown per game through the air. Rushing-wise, he's had a couple of 100-yard rushing games earlier in the season, averaging just under a uh, rushing touchdown per game. But the past couple weeks, he's not run the ball well. Against A&M, he had 14 carries for just 56 yards. Against Arkansas, 10 carries for 41. And against Tennessee, 5 rushes for 14. So he's not run the ball exceptionally well here in the past couple weeks, albeit, you know, it's close to a 3- to 4-yard average. It's not terrible, but... You know, I think last year we saw what? It felt like every time he tucked it ran it, it was getting 10 yards plus every time. So he keeps drives alive. He can, he can, you know, he'll he'll tuck it and run it when he needs to. But, again, I, I just, I'm not impressed with it. A lot of his deep passes have come on blown coverages or have come on, you know, guys just out of position. And, look, that's on him to make those throws. And, okay, he, he, he can when, when those opportunities arise. But for the most part, if he's under pressure, you know, if you if you're getting a guy in his face, he's not making good throws. He's making he's throwing him in the dirt and throwing him at, at guys' feet. So, look, I think that's your one saving grace. I think you need to if you're Dave Aranda, your scheme this week should be you want to seal up that middle. You want to not allow guys like Bo Scarborough and Damian Harris to get loose. They're going to be effective. They're going to move the chains. It, it just that's the reality. They're two really good running backs, but don't let Jalen Hurts kill you. I, I would send a I'd, I'd put a, a guy a spy on him to make sure he doesn't get to the outside. We've you've got to set the edge. We've seen we saw that earlier this season where LSU just really suffered with mobile quarterbacks setting that edge and not not being able to stop him. Nick Fitzgerald, look at him. I mean he he didn't he wasn't outstanding in that game, but he did just enough where LSU could not set the edge and Nick Fitzgerald would get out, get loose, and get a first down. So. Um, you know, I think you got to pressure Jalen Hurts, get in his face, and, and make him make make mistakes. And we've seen him make mistakes. He's thrown some, you know, he's thrown an interception. I think against Arkansas, he's taken some sacks. So, I think he's the guy that you need to target, uh, at least on the offense, in shutting down. You did for three quarters last year. It was just in that fourth quarter, he got loose. Defense was just tired of running all over the field. He broke free for a couple long runs, and it was on from there. And uh, yeah, Alabama went on to win ten. What was it, ten nothing, whatever the final score was. But there's going to be some points scored in this game, and and so it's going to be on Matt Canada to really open up the playbook and get creative. Really going to be interested to see what they do offensively. You know, with the jet sweeps and you know, just pounding the rock with Darius Geis isn't going to do it. Now Geis is healthy now. It feels like it's, it's, you know he's he's gotten better and better week week by week, and he looked phenomenal two weeks ago against Ole Miss. So hopefully he's back healthy and he's ready to go. But um, 
you know, you just handing the turn around, handing the ball off to Darius Geis isn't going to get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I guess Alabama. You got to get more creative than that. We, we pounded our head against the wall watching that for, through for years with less miles, whether it was Jeremy Hill or whether it was Leonard Fournette or whoever, getting the ball and running into a wall of Alabama defenders and not getting anything. You know, a yard at most. There's nowhere to run. And these offensive linemen are going to be tested for LSU. And I think Etling is going to get pressured. He's going to get sacked. He's going to make some, some bad mistakes this week because that defensive front for Alabama is relentless. And when Nick Saban smells blood, he goes for the kill. He will blitz his safeties. He'll blitz his linebackers. He'll, he'll put, show every look to Danny Etling to make him want to vomit. So, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be, the, it's going to be a problem. How do you combat that? How do you think one step ahead of Nick Saban and, and know what he's expecting and what he thinks is coming and so run some trickeration, you know, halfback pass, wide receiver, uh, you know, wide receiver end around. It turns, you know, where the wide receiver throws the ball. I mean, you're going to have to come up with some, some really creative play calling this week to hang with Alabama because if you don't, if you're not able to score, you're going to turn into one of these other teams, one of these other SEC teams, like 41-9 against Arkansas, 45-7 against Tennessee, 66-3 against Ole Miss, 59-0 against Vanderbilt. You're just going to be another victim on Alabama's kill list. Just the reality of it. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break when we come back, get into a little bit of uh, um, some more of the NFL news going on around the league, some moves being made here at the trade deadline, pretty surprising moves. So we'll get into that right after this. Chris Gordy Show right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Duncan Holder next at 10 on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Chris Gordy Show rolls on on a Tuesday. Coming to you from Los Angeles. Out here for Game 6 of the World Series. Astros-Dodgers tonight. Astros looking to close out the Dodgers, win their World Series. They do so, I'll be in the clubhouse. I'll go get some sound with uh, Alex Bregman and Will Harris, our two Former LSU Tigers, and hopefully they can uh, enjoy enjoy a win, put put a ring on their finger, uh, win a ch- win a championship. As uh, neither guy was able to do that at LSU. Of course, Bregman had some some good years under uh, Paul Maneri. Was able to make I think two trips to Omaha when he was there, but never able to to get over the hump and, and win a win a championship. And then Will, I think, came in on I think Will played for uh, Smoke Laval, and so those years were you know, some good years there, but unable to get over the hump there too so uh would be awesome to see both of those guys be able to get a, a world series ring and you know one guy will who's kind of been a journeyman of course from slidell i think went to slidell high and uh you know was kind of claimed off waivers by a couple different teams played for arizona played for this team that team and then cl- clinched on with the houston astros a couple years ago and has been phenomenal for them was a, an all-star i think two years ago and 
as a reliever and even served as a closer for a little bit for them. And this year he's had another really good year. And he's coming in some high-pressure situations here. You know, the, both these teams have really had issues with their bullpens in the in the in the recent games, and and it's two teams that you know the Dodgers. That's been their strength much of the year has been a bullpen. And so, uh, you know, Will Harris, the guys come out, and you know maybe we'll see him tonight in relief of of Verlander. Maybe he's the guy they go to out of the bullpen. And then Alex Bregman, a guy who's just getting his career start at 23 years old. Already recorded a, an RBI in every single World Series game so far this series. Absolutely incredible. Incredible what he's been able to do. So, uh, like I said, we'll be out here. We'll we'll get some audio maybe tonight. If, they, if they're able to, to knock him off and get the win, we'll have some of that audio with uh, those former LSU guys tomorrow on the show. Also, I, you know, in, in conversation with them, I'm going to ask them, what do you think about this week? Does LSU beat Alabama? Does LSU have a shot? And uh, Coach Orgeron played a little bit of a sound earlier in the show, but – uh, play a little bit more for you here. He was talking yesterday, and I think it was Jacques Dusay, our buddy from uh, television in Baton Rouge, asked Coach O about the spread on this game and how it's, I think, a 21-point spread already. Of course, coaches and players aren't supposed to pay attention to that sort of thing, but here was Jacques Dusay reminding Coach Ogeron of what, it, what he's up against. When you're a 21-point underdog, do you bring that up with the team as far yeah. as being a big underdog, embracing being an underdog? Well, it was the first I heard of it. Thanks for telling me, and uh, that don't mean anything to us. I mean, that's why you play the game. I think Syracuse uh, didn't listen to that when they played Clemson. Uh, you just why you play the game. You never can tell. We're going, we, we're going in there with the mindset we're going to win the football game. No matter that happens or not, we have to execute. We have to play very, very well. But we're getting on that plane to go win a football game. That's going to be our attitude. So there was Coach Ogeron kind of responding to that, uh, you know, look, 21-point underdogs, they, they say they're, they're not going to pay attention to it. They know what, they know what they're up against. They know what, uh, <laughs> they know what, what uh, you know, what, what, what monster they're facing in Alabama. But he brings up a good point there. I mean, nobody picks Syracuse to, to upset Clemson. I mean, you know, some, sometimes these things happen. But more often than not, Vegas is right. Vegas is right way more often than not, and, you know, them picking Alabama's a 21-point favorite, look, that's probably right. I mean, it's probably accurate, because the bottom line is LSU's not, they're going to play tough defensively, they're going to play hard, but they're probably going to wear down as the game goes along. And offensively, LSU's going to struggle to score. They may they may get an early touchdown or an early field goal or two, but, you know, 10 points feels realistic at this point. So you're looking at maybe like a 31-10 loss. And that would cover, you know, that would be the 21 points right there. If I'm being if I'm being a non-LSU fan there, if I'm being optimistic, if I'm trying to look at it from that perspective, now as an LSU fan, I'll tell you, hell yeah, we got a chance. Hell yeah, we can go in there and, and hang with Alabama and do the impossible. We're going we're gonna to pull the upset. We're going to upset these guys. Heck yeah. But from a realist point of view, what have you seen out of Danny Etling this year? It makes you think he can go into Tuscaloosa and win a football game. I mean, that's just, I'm being honest with you. They don't have the playmakers. They don't have the guys. They don't have the depth on the D-line. They don't have the, de- the depth on the O-line to hang in there. They're playing two true freshmen on the offensive line. You think both those guys are going to go into Alabama and play well? I hope they do. I'm just being a real re- realist at this point, and that's kind of where, where you have to be. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. If LSU goes in, they, they play hard for... You know, they're, they're only down 7 or 10 at the half, and they lose 31 to 10. That's not the end of the world. 
That's a valiant effort against Alabama. Now the key after that is going to be regrouping and taking out the trash the last three weeks of the season. Play well against A&M, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Get wins, get wins over the, those three teams like you should because you will be favored in all three of those teams, uh, in all three of those games. You'll be all right. Here was Coach Ed Ogeron. I talked about the lack of lack of depth and lack of, you know, bot, you know, they just don't have the players yet. And so, Coach O was asked yesterday about, you know, recruiting and do you have the guys? Is is the program where you want it to be just yet? Yeah, we 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 are a little ways away. Now you, you look at Sadiq Charles and Ed Ingram. I mean, those guys that coming in and starting as freshmen can be the type of offensive lineman that we need. Not, I love all our guys, okay? But those are physical guys. They have the physical stature that it takes to be able to block these guys. Now, are they ready to block these guys? We're going to find out as freshmen. It's pretty hard. But we need to continue getting guys like that. You know, on defense, we have uh, Braden Fajoko. We had Tyler Shelvin, who's 350-something pounds. You know, those guys are the guys that we brought in to play in the 3-4 defense to win an SEC, but we need to continue to recruit better when they get bigger and faster on the line of scrimmage. This is a big man's game. This is where the game is won. It's where the game is won, and that's why I think LSU's not going to not going to win this game because they're they're going to get beat by Alabama on the, on the lines. Alabama's better on the offensive line; they're better on the defensive line. And you know, years past, LSU's been able to hang with Alabama. It's just you know at the point of attack when you tried to run the ball. Your offensive lineman had gotten beat. You know, you're talking guys who've been draft picks, guys who've been All-Americans, guys who've been All-SEC, get their butts pushed backwards because Alabama's got monsters on the D-line. And all those guys have been first-rounders. So, you know, look, I, it, it's going to take a miracle. It's going to take an absolute miracle for you to be able to win this game on, on, a Saturday, on Saturday. And, you know, I think even just to hang with Alabama would be a nice moral victory. For Coach O and his staff moving forward, but here was Coach O asked about Matt Canada and what he could bring into this game. You know, one of the, things, the reason I hired Matt because of all the shifts and formations and and stuff that I thought that would give Alabama problems, and uh, I think that Matt has done a tremendous job for us this year. Obviously, he spent all week last week on his game plan. Obviously, when he watches the film, he sees what he can, he can do and what he can't do. But it all starts with blocking those guys up front. I mean, you can have the best play call in the world, but if you can't block those guys up front, it's not going to work. So I think that protection is going to be key for us. Be able to run the ball in spots, be able to throw the ball when we, we can throw it and move the ball. Obviously, scoring points against these guys are very tough, but I think he's going to do a very good job of managing the game and taking shots when he can. So there's Coach O talking about uh... – Talking about what they could do on offense, and maybe maybe Danny Etling has something up his sleeve. Maybe they could pull something out, but I, I just don't know, man. I just think it's going to be really tough. Maybe, maybe my, my opinion will change throughout the week, but it is going to be difficult for the Tigers to go into T-Town and get a win. All right, let's take our next break. When we come back, I still need to get into, uh, you know, touched on a little bit earlier, but some of the big moves going down in the NFL, including the big move this morning as Jay Ajayi, the – Dolphins running back has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Round pick. Eagles get a big time running back in their backfield. Garrett Blunt's been okay. JHI's better. And so that gives them a much better backfield moving forward as the NFL trade deadline will be later today. And we saw some moves last night. We'll get into those. And also a rumor around a former LSU Tiger could be moved at the trade deadline. We'll give you all that right after this. It's Chris Gordy Show right here on Sports 1280, New Orleans. The uncensored talk about your teams. Sports 1280, New Orleans. I like it, Dave. Getting a little creative with the bump music today, all California-themed as I'm out here. I was wondering if you'd notice. Oh, yeah. Out here in Los Angeles. This city's different, Dave. Very different. Why is that? Uh, just a lot of a lot of people. For instance, we went to get a burger yesterday, and there was a woman walking in. It looked like her face had been uh, worked on about eight different times. <laughs> wow. It's just uh, unnecessary. Not, not needed, but... Uh, Anyway, well, if you got the money, you know why. <laughs> it's just a different world, and the the biggest adjustment is the freaking two hour time difference. Just throws you off completely. Like I said, like Monday Night Football starting at five o'clock yesterday. Like, what the hell is going on? So I'm I'm trying to like I keep my computer and everything still on New Orleans time, so I can still operate on you know in a New Orleans time zone as opposed to out here because it'll throw you it'll throw you for a loop. Yeah, it's, it's hard adjusting to time zones, man. It's just it. Yeah, it messes up your sleep schedule, everything. And I was, I was, we went to downtown LA last night, and we're kind of walking around a little bit. It reminds me a lot of downtown New Orleans. I mean, it just, it, it, it uh, it's amazing how I don't know a lot of a lot of cities downtown. They just, they, they all look and feel the same now. But does it have like a t-shirt shop every two blocks or every like yeah. you know, two, two storefronts? Yeah, but instead of Mardi Gras shirts, it's like Lakers shirts, still purple and gold. So you know, there you go. Little LSU. Flavor. I love LA. I heart Cali. Yeah, basically. Right. Basically. Um, anyway, the, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Saints. They are uh, getting back into it uh, on, on the practice field tomorrow. They've got their off date today. But they'll be preparing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, looking to make it six straight. Sean Payton talking with the media yesterday. Here was his thoughts, his takeaways on, on watching the film with the, with the line, uh, or rather the win over the Bears. Well, first off, I thought some of the main things we had talked about as goals we accomplished I thought we did a good job overall versus the, the running game. You know, I thought our guys inside played well. Defensive tackles. You know, there were there were a few big plays given up. You know, we missed missed it the long run early on. I thought offensively, Drew played well. I thought the ball was out a little too often for my liking, um, but we made enough plays in the passing game. The early points we mentioned yesterday we thought were were significant. I thought the kicking game we were outstanding barring the last kickoff return by Chicago, but we changed field position. Thomas had one of his better games. So there's some encouraging things on the film, and yet we're kind of going through some of the things that we have to improve on. So there's Sean Payton talking with the, the media yesterday on his conference call. That's what all that clicking and everything is in, in the background. You hear you hear there. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of noises and stuff going on on his, on his conference call. Uh, Sean Payton also asked about the play of Kenny Vaccaro. We talked about him with Amos Morale earlier and how impressive he's actually been this season. Here's Sean Payton on uh, Kenny Vaccaro. thought he was very, very good. Got a game ball. Uh, he was probably one of his better games. Um, extremely active. 
had a, had a lot of production. One of the guys that we talked about with Hamus that we're going to keep an eye on to see if he does make his season debut this week is Delvin Bro. Seems to be getting a little bit closer to to coming back, and he was a full participant of practice. And sounds like he's making those steps. Here, where Sean Payton asked about the plan for Delvin Bro. Well, I think like anything else, it's kind of happening with Willie Sneed. It's just getting the the physical, the cardio, all the all the football playing elements up to speed. I don't think you just flip the switch and then bang, you know. So I, I think the same thing's taking place right now with Willie. You know, you got several snaps yesterday, not as not as many as probably we would have liked, uh, and yet, you know, he's someone that we're going to need down the stretch. I, I think that same process will take place with Delvin. Yeah, so it sounds like uh, same deal, like you said, with Willie Sneed is with uh, with Delvin Bro. You know, conditioning wise, is he is he ready to go? Is he ready to get back out there? And look, the luxury you have is the fact that you've had other guys who've been able to play, step in and play well. Lattimore has played really well. Ken Crawley has has played well. Um, P.J. Williams has had his moments. So, you know, you've been okay in the secondary. So it's not like you really need to rush Delvin Bro back. That's what I thought they did on the O-line was, you know, Zach Zach Streif was out. He is hurt, and then they kind of rushed him back because, hey, we need you. We need you, big guy. We need you on the old line, and then he ends up getting hurt again. And it sounds like he's not going to come back this year. So, um, anyway, it's it's you have a little bit of a luxury now because your defense is playing so well. You don't need to rush Delvin Bro in into action. If he can't go this week, just continue to work him and, and get him back, uh, get him back in there next week. And uh, where do they go? Are they in? Pull up the schedule. Yeah, they're in Buffalo next week. And Buffalo's been really good this season, especially at home. So it's going to be a tough test next week. But you got to take care of your business this week. Take take on the Tampa Bay Bucks and look to do that. You got to play well defensively. We just saw that with Carolina. They did that against them. Sh- shut them down, seventeen to three. Carolina beat Tampa Bay. Held that offense at just three points. And your defense has to continue to play well. Sean Payton talked about the Saints' defense. Any defense that becomes very good, extremely good. Uh, and begins to feed off their past successes does so because they gain confidence and they know they can repeat it again. And I think that that's been extremely encouraging and, and to their credit, to our credit, to the players that are that are out on the field, um, that's been a change and, and that's been something that, uh, you know, we're going to need to continue to do. Again, that's Sean Payton talk, talking yesterday on his uh, conference call with the media today will be an off day for the team and they'll be back out there on the practice field tomorrow working in the game plan for um for the bucks and tampa bay and try to get a win against them really just really surprising i i enjoyed i talked about this weeks back i enjoyed watching them on hard knocks and hard knocks is just deceptive man they will make you think that that team is going to win the super bowl i mean they make you they they sell that team hard to you on everything. I mean, you see Jameis Winston; he looks like a leader out there. You know, you see all the guys and the chemistry that they have, and it starts to seem like okay, this is going to be a really good team this year. And then, lo and behold, look at them. They've run off a four-game losing streak. They've lost five of their last six, and the Bucks are really, really struggling here. Now they have played close games. I mean, they only lost by five to New England, they lost by five to Arizona, lost by three to Buffalo. So I mean, they've been competitive still. It's just they, they, they've struggled. They've struggled on defensive times. They've struggled on offense, as we saw last week against Carolina. Now they got to come to the Superdome and step into 
step into the ring with the Saints defense. And Jameis Winston has been a guy who's, who's had success here before. He's he's won in the Superdome before. He, um, you know, he's beat the Saints there before. So let's see if, let's see if if the Saints defense can step up. See if the offense can get their problems figured out. No more fumbling, Mark Ingram. And uh, like I said, I I wouldn't be surprised if send a message to Ingram. Roll Kamara out there on the first the first drive. I mean, he's going to get his touches his touches anyway. But send that message to to Mark Ingram. You look, you've got a luxury now because we got rid of Adrian Peterson. Now you're going to be you're you're absolutely one of our featured backs. But you cannot turn the ball over, man. Not once, but twice. He did it twice, and even one of them, I know he had both hands on the football, but what do you think they're trying to do? That Chicago defense is opportunistic. You knew what they did in, in recent weeks with the pick sixes and fumble returns for touchdowns. They, they're trying to make plays, so they're coming for that football. Keep your, keep your hands on the football. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on for this week, but we need, we need to see that offense. We need to see the offense click a little bit more. You know, only 20 points against Chicago, only 26 points against Green Bay. You know, I, I want to see the Saints offense get back to scoring some more points, man. Scoring some more points. You only had 20 against Miami. You know, they, they've been scoring, it feels like, in the 20s every week this year as opposed to what we're used to, and that's in the 30s, you know. Saints with those bad defenses, but, you know, they lose games 42 to 35. I mean, the, the offense was never never an issue. And I'm not saying it's an issue right now. It's just I'd like to see a little bit more production, a little bit more scoring out of that the Saints offense. So we know the defense is really good. Defense has been really sound. So that will be uh, that'll be coming this weekend. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but Saints are a six and a half point favorite in this game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. So uh, they'll they'll be looking to make it six straight. Bucks were held without a touchdown in Sunday's loss to Carolina. Uh, I saw this report. Tom Benson is doing very well. Quote uh, after spending Sunday night in the hospital, they said. Uh, Greg Bensel tweeted out, said he's doing very well after spending Sunday night at Oster Hospital through a team spokesman. Benson was grateful for the outpouring support and added, Gail and I could not be more proud of our Saints and Pelicans players and hope you join us as we cheer on the Pelicans. We look forward to seeing everyone back in the Superdome on Sunday. According to a Saints spokesman, the 90-year-old Benson experienced brief weakness on the heels of an activity-filled weekend, which included the Saints Hall of Fame induction ceremony Friday night, followed by the Pelicans game against the Cavs on Saturday Benson then attended the Bears-Saints game on Sunday before taken to the hospital as a precautionary measure. Benson was scheduled to return home today and will be back in the office at some point later this week, it sounds like. So good news there for Mr. Benson, but yeah, uh, you get, get up there in age, 90 years old, it's a big weekend with Saints Hall of Fame induction, Pelicans game, Saints game, there's a lot going on. So we wish him the best and hopefully... Uh, Hopefully he'll be good to go. All right, let's do this. We'll take our last time out of the morning when we come back. I'll try to run through all the big headlines of the day again. Again, some some of the big trade moves going on around in the NFL. This is this is the most active I can remember in recent history. Moves and rumors and stuff at the NFL trade deadline. So we'll get you all of that right after this. It's Chris Gordy show right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Back to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280, New Orleans. It's like one of the most depressing songs ever. What? No way. This is, uh, it's a toe-tapper, Gordy. This is Mamas and the Papas. Hey, look at you. See? No little music. By the way, that's one of my big gripes with kids these days is, 
Like, what do what what a lot of parents do with the kids? A lot of them have the TVs in the back seat, you know, the DVD player, and they're like, just shut up, and they put on the DVD. Like, when I was a kid, you had to grow up listening to music. Like, so I listened to what my mom listened to, like oldies and stuff. And so I became cultured, and I knew about Motown and things like that. Kids these days, they don't know anything about that. My, my parents would make us, on road trips, we would listen to uh, Garrison Keillor, uh, Lake Wobegon. What the hell is that? Oh, my God. You don't know what that is? No. <laughs> it's just like this talk show. The guy would be on stage, and he'd just talk about little anecdotes from his little tiny town. It was a very, you know, uh, Saturday morning post kind of show, you know, wow. Americana, apple pie. Wow. You have well, to look now, it up. well yeah. now we hope we hope that you, you put 1280 on for your kids, and you have to of course. make them listen to sports talk all day, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I mean like that's the thing. Like I, uh, I know all these, all the Motown songs and uh, oldies and artist. Like right there, I knew the artist and, and the song title because I grew up with that kind of stuff. And um, it's not just you know, it's a it's a generational thing. But like, uh, I, I don't know. All I'm saying is make your kids listen to the music you want to listen to. And there that, you there's your PSA. <laughs> By the way, it is Halloween. I forgot to mention that. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. Will you be taking? Will you be taking the the young the youngins to trick or treat tonight, Dave? Absolutely. That that the in laws have a little uh, house out in uh, uh, Bayou St. John area, and they they uh, close off about three or four blocks, and the whole neighborhood, you know, uh, goes all out. They decorate the houses, give out candy. It's nice, safe, and secure. And they have a little uh, little park in the middle where they have a DJ, and it's, it's very kid friendly. It's a good time. Been doing it for about. 10, 12 years now. So it's actually like houses. It's not, it's not like camps. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's houses, houses. Okay. Uh, well, Bayou right. St. John, like right there off of Esplanade by Cabrini. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Not that yeah, kind was, of Bayou. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was thinking of... Uh... We, we get on the P-Row. Take, the, take them out the Reed Boulevard and go knock on some doors. <laughs> God, the, uh... there's, I think there's only pilings left over there in like Bond Street. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I mentioned, I'm from Metairie, so the, we used to always go out to uh, that 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 Metairie Kenner border over there off David Drive um, by uh, by Powell, you know where it turns into oh, power. Oh yeah, right. Those were the rich neighborhoods. They had lots yeah, of good, they had lots yeah. of good candy. We had, we had friends who lived there. We we'd go uh, trick or treat in that area, and they have like it was off the chain. Like every house would like try to outdo one another with decorations and lights, and some of them would have like their own haunted houses and their driveways and stuff. And, Gore, I like that. Yeah. But it is it is the annual uh, trek to another neighborhood night in in the city. I mean, it's if if you're if you don't like your neighborhood, go to somebody else's neighborhood and go trick or treat. Nobody can do nobody can tell you no. They'll never know because so. you'll have a mask on. Exactly, ah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, it is funny though. I mean, like you, I, I remember when, when we were when I got to the age of you know you stop going trick or treating, but you're like okay, well I'll sit on the porch and give out candy. And you recognize all the neighborhood kids and all that. And then you recognize, like, wait a minute, I've never seen these kids before. Where'd you come from? <laughs> right, right. You know. I don't know you. Yeah, we came you, from... get, you get one piece of candy. Yeah. Oh, the poor kids are coming to the rich area. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been me. That was me. Yeah, that was me. We'd, we'd go to the rich area. They got Snickers. Run! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, have you been to the, is the House of Shock still, still around, right? Yeah, yeah. We just went last night, actually. We went with oh. a, a voice actor named Mark Meir. It was cool. We were actually rubbing elbows with celebrities. How was it? It, it, was, it was awesome. I mean, it took us about a half an hour, almost 40 minutes to go through the entire house. Really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. it, it's, it's huge, man. Yeah, but that, supposedly this is going to be their last year. They're, they're selling it to another uh, company, so the House of Shock will be no more. They're going to revamp it and call it something different, so all the guys are kind of... Finally, hanging up their spurs. 
Is it still just as uh, satanic as an offensive? Oh, oh offensive yes. As- <laughs> oh, yes. If you have even a slight Christian bone in your body, you will be offended. <laughs> That's. I mean, we used to go. Uh, we used to go when we were in high school. Like a bunch of high school, you know, Catholic high school kids going to this thing, <laughs> right, right. and we're standing in line, like waiting. We're like, "Oh, this is gonna be awesome!" And a guy comes up behind us with a mask on and goes, "Where is your God now?" We're like, "Oh my God! <laughs> like, what are we getting? What are we getting ourselves into? What is this?" Yeah, so. I, I I know half the people in the house because I got I got hit like three times last night. Last year I got tackled because I, I know everybody in there. So they're not supposed to touch you unless they know you. Then all bets. Oh, are okay. Off. So that's that's the disclaimer. If they know who you are, then they right, can touch right. You. So the the guy from Pantera, right? Is, is, yeah, yeah. And Selmo, I, I, yeah. I think he stepped away. Uh, but like Ross Carpelman and uh, a bunch of guys are still all doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Good times. Did, that was my first job ever. I worked at uh, Get at out and Sel- Selmo's, the restaurant. Oh, the restaurant. Oh, let's say my yeah. first job was actually at a haunted house. They had these haunted hayrides out in City Park, right off of Harrison. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like fourteen or fifteen, and like you know, I was just I got to scare people for like you know four weeks, and then at the end of it, they're like, "Here's your check." I'm like, "What's a check? I got paid." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm like, I was a community service. I did." Remember the glory days when they would let the, yeah, they, they, like, I remember that was a rumor when I was a kid. It was always like, yeah, they let the prisoners work the haunted house in City <laughs> Park. Fody, yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh my God, there's prisoners that are going to be killing us. <laughs> right. So, yeah, good times. Uh, yes, good times. But happy Halloween to everybody out there. Hope you have, hope you have fun out there and be safe. Uh, I'll be out here in Los Angeles taking in World Series game six, hope, hoping for the uh, Astros to, to win it, hoping that our guy Alex Bregman can be the uh, World Series MVP would be quite a feat for the, for that young guy. Um, just to hit on some of the headlines from around the uh, sports world, if you missed it, the Eagles have acquired running back Jay Ajayi from the Dolphins in exchange for a fourth-round pick. It's pretty interesting in that the 7-1 Dolphins now get a feature running back. They have, they've had LeGarrette Blunt. He's been okay. They've got these other guys like Wendell Smallwood. Darren Sproles got hurt. So now they bring in Ajayi, and this is a featured back man. This is a guy who had a bunch of 200-yard rushing games a year ago in Miami, and he is a, he is a beast. So this just makes the, you know, the rich get richer here. Eagles, Ajay Ajayi, and hey, look, if we're just talking about the grand scheme of, of the, the NFC and the playoff picture, how it shapes up, the Saints you know could end up meeting this team in the postseason. So... Just uh, something to keep an eye on. We'll see how Ajayi does and how he adjusts in Philadelphia. But that is, that's a good move for Philly on this uh, Tuesday morning, the morning of the trade deadline. The other one that got the, the big headline last night, Jimmy Garoppolo, the backup to Tom Brady in New England. He gets traded to the San Francisco 49ers for a second-round pick. So Garoppolo will be the new quarterback there in San Francisco. And I saw this one coming out of the Miami Herald. Uh, one of the writers for Miami Herald reports the Dolphins – are shopping Jarvis Landry ahead of the trade, trade deadline. We heard about this a couple of weeks. It says Miami's already moved J.H.I., and they could be looking to make another splash with Landry in the final year of his deal. The Dolphins in no hurry to sign him to a big extension. A trade makes sense, but it would further weaken an already terrible offense. Miami has until 3 o'clock today to work out a trade. So um, it's the LSU guy that we talked about. I've, I've said it weeks ago. I'd love to see him in the Saints uniform, but... Saints are pretty all right at, at, at wide receiver right now with Michael Thomas being their, their go-to guy with, you know, um, uh, Brandon Coleman stepping up, playing well. Brandon, Ted Ginn played really well in recent weeks. Still working Willie Sneed back into the fold. So I think Saints receiving receiving is just fine. Now, if, 
You can get a, I, I'd give up a fourth round pick. If you give up a fourth round pick for for Jarvis, I would do it. I just don't know if they would they'd make that move. But then again, they just gave up their starting running back, their lead bell cow, Ajayi, for a fourth round pick. Maybe you get Jarvis Landry for a fourth round pick. I'd make that move. Why not? Bring the LSU boy home. Let him play. Saints really need a, a big tight end, though. They're, they're really hurting in that department. Kobe Flinger stinks. Josh Hill's a backup. They need they need a, you know, look at Jimmy Graham having a, a breakout day the other day with the, the Seahawks having a monster game. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if uh, Jarvis Landry gets moved before the trade deadline earlier today. All right, real quick, before we call it a show, Quick minute here for my buddies at Hover Helmets. If you love LSU football or you're looking for the perfect gift for the Tiger fan of your life, here's your answer. It's Hover Helmets. It's perfect for young people, old people at the home, the office. If you have a man cave at home, you want to put something in there. It's an authentic replica mini LSU helmet or the school logo of your choice. If you're not an LSU fan, you can. they have other colleges there. It hovers and spins in midair. It's got a, a light underneath. Uh, kids can use it as a nightlight if they want. They have an expanded selection of college football teams to choose from on their website. And then, rumor is, they're going to have NFL helmets coming this Christmas season. You just have to go to hoverhelmets.com. That's hoverhelmets, H-O-V-E-R, helmets.com. And Sports 1280 listeners, you'll get a 20% discount and free shipping Enter the promo code 1280 at checkout. That's promo code 1280. Get 20% off and free shipping at HoverHelmets.com. Hover Helmets, the next level in sports memorabilia. That is going to do it for this edition of the Chris Gordy Show. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Hope you have a safe and happy Halloween out there. Finally have a little bit of weather that, you know, not sweating your behind off wearing your mask or your costume. I always hated hot Halloweens. But uh, hopefully you guys be safe out there. Have some fun. Duncan Holder are coming up next. Stay right there. Larry and Jeff right after this. Sports 1280. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.